bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of judgment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields, and for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. It's college month on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, and we want to help your young scholar get those free scholarship dollars. All month long, we will be highlighting local universities who offer full tuition scholarships and local organizations who help students find thousands of dollars in scholarships each year. So be sure to tune in to 1017 Truth all month long so you don't miss this important information on how your student can go to college and be debt-free. College Month on the Truth is sponsored by Educators Credit Union, American Family Insurance, Gruber Law Offices, and Associated Bank. And so we've been talking, the question on the table is, why is why is our political system so jacked up? Like we know certain things that need to happen, but how did it get to this point where we can't get stuff done, even when it's common sense stuff or when it's common sense stuff, there's a fight over it or people willing to, dare I say, put black folks in the middle of their wars. How did it get to this point? And why do we keep allowing it? You know, why do we keep allowing it? LT said when Donald Trump had to appear in court, he flies back and forth on his private jet. Yet people still donate their hard earned money for his legal defense. That is kind of stupid. I will never understand. LT, you are not alone in that. Uh, it is it is mind boggling. It is mind boggling. And I got to say this. I don't think there's a black person alive that says if this was Barack Obama, this would not be happening. He would have been under the jail already. 
they they would and, and and this is not funny, but they would have assassinated him, man. If Barack Obama did half the stuff Donald Trump did, they would have killed him. If I'm lying, I'm flying. So the question on the table is how how did how is it so jacked up? And so let me explain to you all and you all make sure you call and hit the truth talking text line at 833-212-1017. You know, before I explain to that, Al said something and it got me thinking. And Al, if you if you call again, I'd love to hear your commentary on this. We we've said, and I I used to hear it quite a bit, that there are no black leaders. And I I understand the sentiment. On the flip side of that coin, um, I don't even know if we know how to recognize leadership in this community. And I say that because, and this is not to be offensive to any one particular person, but when you look at people who get in office who we vote for, uh, you you kind of saw evidence that they want leaders out the gate. And so I don't know if we even know how to evaluate leadership. Because we keep electing people who historically haven't done anything anyway. And so we expect these folks who've done nothing to all of a sudden get into a position to do something. And they've had no experience in getting things done. So if you don't know how to recognize leadership, then how can you recognize, how can you put a good leader in place? I mean, I think that's, that's one of the questions that I've had for years is how does this community recognize leadership? Does it? Do we even know what it is? A friend of mine, um, he said, you know, Jason, smart people don't always win elections. And listen, he is so right. He is so, so right. Um, when you look at these last elections, you know, and it, it, again, this is not offensive, but I think I'm surprised that Sarah Gotlewski didn't get the nod to run against Senator Ron Johnson. Um, when you look at what she was able to accomplish, <laughs> what'd you say, Kyle? <laughs> yeah, she should have gotten a nod. All right, Kyle, since you opened it up, bro, and I see your face, let me hear it. What, what? Well, obviously, across Wisconsin, you know, not saying no knock on Mandela Barnes, but it just seems like a friendlier face to those who vote a certain way. We saw Janet Protasey, which she won in a landslide. We saw right now with Tammy Baldwin, the Republicans don't even have a candidate to run against Tammy Baldwin. And we are almost, I believe now, we are less than a year away yep. from next year's election. A white liberal woman can win, especially with the times where we have the Dob- was it Dobbs v. Basically, no more Roe v. Wade. And oh, so this is the time white of white liberal. women. She's white liberal woman and gay. <laughs> yeah, she got, she's a triple threat. <laughs> right, right. So... I, you know, and, and just based on that, you all, I wonder, how do we how, how does this community even decide on what leadership is? Um, Because if like I'd be curious as to for those of you who voted for some folks, call in, hit the truth and talk and text line 833-212-1017 and tell me why did you vote for certain people? Was it because you just like what they said? 
Um, because I know 99.9% of these folks. So I, I'd be curious, why did you why did you vote for these folks? Because it couldn't have been based off their leadership skills. I know it wasn't. <laughs> I know these folks. I know it wasn't. Because most of them didn't have nothing to put in front of you. So I'd be curious. And again, that's not a slight. Um, and again, I don't say this to 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 sound like I'm better or smarter. I'm not. But th- leadership is something I study, you all. Like I'm literally enrolled in a master's degree program on leadership. It's something I study. I write papers on this stuff. I read books on this stuff. I'm in a leadership role. And so it's it's not something I'm just saying to, to sound cool. No, this is an academic question. How do you all look at leadership? If you don't know what to base it on, then how can you decide on who should be leading or who you should be following? Hence, one of the reasons why we get into these positions where our systems are so jacked up, because we have a lot of people throwing out buzzwords. It sounds good. I used to get irritated when I hear people say, well, we need jobs because that was a fallacy. That's that's untrue. It wasn't that we needed jobs. What we needed were people to do the kind of jobs that were there. And so when you dumb it down and just say, oh, people, we need jobs because it sounds good. And most people going to rock with that. You're dumbing down the solution. In fact, it's the wrong solution. We didn't need jobs. What we needed were welders, apprentices, plumbers, electricians. So to sit there and just blanket and say we needed jobs when you had all those kinds of jobs out there. We were playing the community instead of telling the community the truth. When you look at, you know, not everybody is going to a four year college. Not everybody should. I would even argue or debate with some of you that you don't even need to go to a four year college. You can freaking watch YouTube or enroll in a course online, get to a certificate and come out ahead of the game. So this concept of us saying stuff because we don't know how to evaluate leaders is kind of our fault. Because we keep picking them. So that's something we got to really deal with. So you all hit the truth talking text line. Two questions on the table. Who? Why did you vote for the person you voted for? And then why is our system so jacked up? And so let me get into this because I think uh, one of the callers mentioned it earlier. Um, Chris, I don't know if it was you. But I'm going to read this and then lay into it so you all get a gist of this. And maybe I'll come back after the break uh, with the discussion. There's a group spending six figures on ads threatening to unseat Speaker Robin Voss unless he impeaches the elections chief. Her name is Wolf. Her last name is Wolf. Megan Wolf. So here's the article. A new group is spending tens of thousands of dollars on television and radio ads that threaten to unseat Assembly Speaker Robin Voss unless he removes the nonpartisan leader of the state elections agency. So here we see the speaker of the house who's Republican getting threatened by a group of folks that says, we're going to spend a boatload of money to get you unseated. Now his election uh, last time he, Donald Trump, Guy recruited some candidate or some candidate that was very believed in the whole ethos of Donald Trump ran against Robin Voss 
And quite frankly, and this is public record, you can do it. Rob, it was close. It was literally close. I've talked to Robin because, you know, disclosure, Robin and I came into office at the same time. And so I remember Robin telling me, Jason, I got I got members that's so freaking far <laughs> that it's just they make me look reasonable. Like he was, he's literally said stuff like that. And, and 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 you only have to pay attention to know that's not a lie. You know, regardless of how you feel about the speaker, Robin Voss, I can assure you it, it can get a lot worse. There are people in that caucus. Listen, if you stand them next to a Robin Voss and somebody asked you, you did your homework and somebody asked you to pick one. You'd be like, man, Robin Voss ain't that bad compared to some of those folks. And that's from me knowing them. So a new group spending tens of thousands of dollars on television, radio ads, threatening to unseat Assembly Speaker Robin Voss unless he removes the nonpartisan leader of the state elections agency. Wisconsin Election Committee Inc. is running ads on Milwaukee area TV and radio stations that falsely claim Wisconsin Election Commission Administrator Megan Wolf implemented a number of policies decided by the agency's panel of commissioners and should be removed. It threats to recall Voss or launch a primary challenge if he doesn't move forward on articles of impeachment against Wolf. Leading the group is Adam Steen, who unsuccessfully launched a primary primary challenge against Voss in 2022, and Harry Waite, a Racine County man who was charged last year for fraudulently obtaining absentee ballots for Voss and Racine Mayor, Mayor Corey Mason in order to show violations of the law are possible. That's just dumb. So, long story short, when you have someone threatening you with boatloads of money, does that change or shape your opinion? And I'm not saying it does with Robin or not. I, I don't know. I, I've seen it shape a bunch of other folks. Uh, I can tell you that one of the reasons why our system is so jacked up is that when people with money come and say, hey, if you don't do what we want you to do, or even groups with money. And let me tell you all something. It, it is not just conservative Democrat. Everybody does it. Everybody with agenda or some money does this stuff. So it's it's not a one side of the aisle versus everybody does it. Uh, and, and if you all listen to somebody say, well, that group and they're a group, don't fall for the hypocrisy. All groups do it. I don't care on both sides of the aisle. They all do. Uh, it just so happens that it tends to be business groups with Republicans. It tend to be labor unions with Democrats. That's the only real difference. They all do the same thing. If you don't vote the way we want, then this will happen. In fact, let me tell you how this goes down. Let me tell you all how this plays out. So let's say there's a, there's an issue. Um, case in point, there was, this was an issue. It, it <laughs> Governor Walker at the time, had said, hey, I'm going to give $100 rebate tax credit to people under a certain level for uh, for school supplies and things of that nature. And I was like, yo, I know a bunch of folks who don't have that kind of money. They'll take that. You know, do you know there were people who said to me, Jason, we don't want to give Scott Walker to win. Or we're afraid that. You know, this is going to 
get him, get people to start believing in him. And I was, and, and this is how I took that, you all. First of all, I thought it was an insult because I thought if you think black folks just going to vote for this person because he gave them a $100 tax credit, then these got to be the most dumbest people on the planet. That's so insulting. Furthermore, the people who say this stuff, they got money. So buying school supplies and all that stuff, that's not that's that's not an issue for them. I was going, hey, I know some folks in the 11th Assembly District who could use a couple of hundred dollars to buy school supplies for their kids or what have you, a break on their dollars. So that's that's how I looked at it. So what happens is that issue's on the table. There's an issue. Let's say on Tuesday, we all got to vote. So the Democrats go to one caucus. Republicans go to another caucus. We all have these meetings. We say, hey, here's what's going to happen. They say, here's what's going to happen. Because there's a meeting before the meeting where they all talk and get together. And then say, hey, they've worked out some kind of deal on how the day is supposed to go. Now, some outside groups will come in and say, you know what? We care about this issue we want what we call a roll call vote, meaning we want this on record. And a roll call is exactly what it is, is who's here. And in the case of politics is who's with us or who's against us. And so if you got a certain issue that you feel like, look, this is this is a no brainer. And in my case, I'd be like, I'm going to vote yes for this because the people in my district, after I talked to them, said they cool with this. But there's a certain group that's telling me, Jason, we don't want you to vote that way. Yo, y'all didn't send me here. So I'm a roll with the people who sent me here. But believe it or not, you have a lot of elected officials who don't do that. And they don't do that consistently. And so now you see where when you when people say my vote don't matter. No, your vote does matter. Because it offsets the threats of the people with money and power to control everybody. And so those are the things we have to start looking at when we're looking at why our system is so jacked up. So we're going to talk about this and have more of the conversation on the other side This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields and for Dr. Ken who is on assignment. So the discussion we've been having, why do you think our system, political system is so messed up, so jacked up? I know that's not an academia word, but why why is it so messed up? We're going to have that conversation. But before we get that, 
The truth is the home of Marquette University High School Hilltoppers football. The Hilltoppers kept it rolling last week and now look to advance to the WIAA football state semifinals this week as they host the Fond du Lac Cardinals at Hart Park. Kickoff is set for 7 p.m. this Friday night. High School Sports on the award-winning 101.7 of Truth is presented by Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All. Congrats to Marquette Hilltoppers. We actually used to play them in football when I attended Milwaukee Luther High School, uh, which I'm proud to say I was the first African-American quarterback, first black quarterback at Milwaukee Luther High School until I hurt my right shoulder playing basketball and couldn't throw the ball as far as anymore. But nonetheless, so why is our system so messed up? And it's because of the control that groups have on certain members or elected officials. And when we downplay that by saying our vote doesn't matter, you actually give those people more power. And it happens on both sides of the aisle. I mean, if you all have been following and you look at a phone call from Donald Trump changes how people are going to act and behave. I mean, you saw those folks do a 180. January 6th, they were all like, no. Then after a phone call and he's running for president, hey, um, you know, let's uh, maybe we deserve to take a little chance. I see you on the call and text line, Red Knights Rock. Yes, I am a, a Milwaukee Lutheran Red Knight. And so how do we start to change these things? And here's my solution, you all. We have to start getting people. One, we have to understand what leadership is so we can recognize it when we see it. Because right now we're just choosing who talks the best. And we're not even doing that. I mean, for crying out loud, we're not even doing that. We're just choosing people who who other people put up. In essence, we're just accepting people that other groups and other people put up. And then we wonder why things are not improving in our communities. Well, because some of these folks were not with you from day one. And the reason why they're not with you is because when the threats come, which they will, who's going to have their back? So I want you to think about this. Just a hypothetical scenario. You have a mayor of a city. The business community gives him a million something dollars. They want him to do certain stuff that may not be in the best interest of the black community. They say, hey, we're going to cut back. Can he go to that black community? Will they support him? Maybe, maybe not. So. What are we supposed to do then if we don't have strategies and things in place to put leaders who are representative of our interests in position? So we end up settling for folks who, quite honestly, um, they're cool. You know, they're 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 cool people. Um I wouldn't go to battle or I wouldn't take them into, into any battle. I had to go and fight. I mean, I, you know, um, and that's not a slight you all It's just, 
you know, it is what it is. And so why is our system so messed up? Because we don't feel that voting is important, which means when you don't vote, the people who don't have your best interests, their candidates are more likely to win. When we don't support people with some money so they can reach more people. When you have people who are afraid. When you have people who are backed by people who, you know, they love people who throw bombs, as we say. I mean, these people aren't here to do anything. They're just here to in to endow us with their personal belief and their opinions. And that's all they care about. And then what also happens is when the two parties don't check themselves realistically, when you have parties or members who are going so far that they know it'll be detrimental, they don't care. I mean, you look at what happened with the Republican Party in disarray, and they've been in disarray for quite some time now because they allowed former President Trump to dictate now everything. And so when you look at all these things, when you, you see why our system is so messed up, it's because we've gotten away from intellectual discourse, having conversations where, you know what? It was really about the merit of the issue. It wasn't about, you know, your culture. It wasn't about, you know, um, your personal belief. It was about the strategies that could get us to where we want to go. That's what this stuff was supposed to be about. But then everybody started turning it into these culture wars. Well, Jason Fields is not progressive enough. My rebuttal was always, how the hell y'all talking about progressive when ain't no progress been made? The, the word literally has progress in the, in the word, but black folks ain't progressed anywhere. But yet y'all telling me I'm not progressive I need somebody to explain that to me. Or this person is this had nothing to do with the ideas, had nothing to do with what Michael Holt called here about and said, hey, we have a school full of black kids that's not doing well. We want control over that because we, in the words of Ruby Harpo, are the ones we've been waiting for. But you get some black elected officials that get picked off. And then want to get into this, which group of white people we should be listening to. Which is just a foolish argument. And so we stop playing chess. We stop looking at what's the overall strategy for our community. You know, we, we, we didn't do that. And so then we wonder why is jacked up? We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017TheTruth.com. Yeah. Weezy, I. 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 Weezy
home smoking legal. I got more slaps than the Beatles. Four running on diesel, dog. Playing with my name, this lethal, dog. Who you see? What? Don Corleone. Trust me, at the top, it isn't This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. And we've been talking about why our system is so jacked up politically. And for those of you who were listening yesterday, we talked about that there is a a business business owner who you know wanted to is suing the state or the over the Milwaukee parental choice program and this I'm, I'm gonna read this article because I want you all to understand that this is not one-sided <laughs> this is not one-sided when we say how jacked up our systems are it's because we have folks who quite honestly, could care less about what's happening to you all or your children. Now, you don't have to be against choice or for choice or for public schools or against public schools. But I do think that there's one thing we can agree on, that black kids not getting educated. Like, there's, there's, there's just there's no argument there. The state, the numbers show it, right? That's not an opinion. So I mentioned to you all that here's a person that, is suing. So, but I want you to listen to this. Monocra Brewing Company owner ordered to pay $750,000 in state's largest libel judgment. Conservative Wisconsin newspaper publisher is no doubt hoisting a cold one to a local jury that has ordered a brewery owning liberal activists to pay $750,000 in the state's largest defamation judgment. James Friedman, the attorney for the Wisconsin Newspaper Association, said the previous record for a libel suit in Wisconsin was 450000 There were two such cases, Friedman said, including 1992 case against the Milwaukee Sentinel and a more recent one over a book claiming the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting never happened. I'm quite certain there's never been a million-dollar verdict in Wisconsin in a defamation case. So this might be the biggest one now. So on Friday, an Oneida County jury took only three hours, including a lunch break, to order Monaco Brewing Company owner Kirk Bangstad to pay $750,000 for defaming Lakeland Times publisher Greg Walker and post on the brewery's popular social media outlets. Among other things, the 13-member jury found Bangstad had smeared Walker by calling him a crook and a misogynist. Bangstad, who operates a federal super PAC, remember I told you all about the money, who operates a federal super PAC, also was found to have defamed Walker by claiming in, in a Facebook post that he had engaged in elder abuse of his father and may have let his 23-year-old brother bleed to death in a hunting accident so that he could inherit the newspaper business. Under the jury verdict, Bangstad and his brewery are to pay $320,000 in compensatory damages, and Bangstad is to pay $430,000 in punitive damages out of his own pocket for his Facebook post about Walker's deceased brother and father. 
The jury concluded Banks that acted with malice with that August 22, 22nd, 2022 post. Bankstad, who ran unsuccessfully as a Democrat for the Assembly in 2020, declined to discuss the case. I'll talk to the Journal Sentinel, but I would prefer not to talk to you. Bankstad's super PAC recently asked state Supreme Court's new liberal majority to eliminate funding for the state's four taxpayer-funded school voucher programs and independent charters. Now, here's my issue, you all. If you care so much about what's happening, then why not offer your help? But what he did was say, now I'm going to take this to court. You all know how much it costs to pay lawyers. You all know how much it costs to go to. So if he really cared, what, why not go, you know what? Let's see what I, let's see what my money could do to help these kids out. But that wasn't his first thought. His first thought was I'm going to sue these folk. I'm going to sue these people to close all these schools. Not put my money towards a solution, not create a fund to maybe help out teachers, not create some kind of program where more teachers could be recruited and get bonuses. None of that. So as you see, people with money in some cases are not necessarily about finding solutions. They about getting their agenda done. But they wrap it up under the guise of, well, this is this is hurting the community. But you got money that can help the community, but that's not what you're doing. You want to spend a million dollars on lawyers and in courts instead of potentially giving that same million dollars to the people you say you care about. Sometimes you all you got you got to you got to read between the lines and just question, do you really care Remember what I told you all. Remember the breakdown. Out of 100 elected officials, you got 10 to 20 at most that really know what they're doing and really want to get something done. The other 60, 70, they just, you know, they, they you know, they, they, they just there. They just there. They ain't going to make no noise. They ain't going to do nothing. They're the kind of people who y'all say, oh, they, he's a nice guy. They, you don't know what they've done. You know, there, 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 there's nothing. You know, they get a check. You see them on, on, you see them on all the, uh, you see them on TV. You see their pictures, but you don't, you don't see any effectiveness. And then there's the guys like this guy, who, when you really start peeling back, you know, you start pulling back the coverage, and you start asking questions. Oh, this, uh, this is one of those ten to twenty that they like the attention. They don't really want to solve the problem. They like the attention because we haven't done a good job of understanding what leaders look like. So if I throw you all some smoke and mirrors with all this rah, rah, rooting stuff that make it seem like I care. You all vote for me and then wonder why nothing ever gets done. We'll have more of this conversation on the other side. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. 
More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Treat all my answers like Jehovah Witnesses. Free all the dogs and all the witnesses. They sitting down, we standing on business. Hey, standing on business. Standing on business. Standing on business. Standing on. I'm trying to pull out of that look at my ex. I'm making a bets. I'm too complex. I carry a whole lot of gold on my neck. This is the truth in the afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the new 1017 The Truth. Live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. I am Jason Fields filling in for Dr. Ken, who is on assignment. And as we close out these last few minutes here, you know, I was reading this article that um, there are two bills up in the legislation about, you know, banning organizations that ban books. And it got me to thinking, you know, for for. I've said this before. Social media. This fun is great, but it is the dumbing down of America um, because we've gotten to this place in society where people are getting their news from social media. And it's not, it's not necessarily that it's something wrong with that. It is something wrong where you're not checking a source or the source is not reliable or this person is not really a journalist or they're not presenting facts there there these are opinion pieces and all social media has it instagram tiktok facebook linkedin all, all of them has it have it and so you know as i'm in school and you know my wife is working on her doctor degree i'm not an avid reader right like i'm i'm not um i'm a i'm a professional peruser like i i, I'll, I read certain stuff but i don't like my wife, Latasha loves loves reading. My brother, Jared, uh, Jared, lo- they like reading. Like in our family meetings, like our family meetings, they're like, "Well, I'm reading this book." I'm always silent because I'm, you know, that's that's not my thing. But I have. But Tasha did introduce me to audiobooks. and so as we get into this journey, and you all you all know the end of the year is coming, and so I love to have these kind of discussions. How are you preparing yourself to be better? And so I, I picked up this uh, audio book called The 5 A.M. Club. And The 5 A.M. Club is about a process where you take care of your four hemispheres. And the hemispheres are your physical hemisphere, your heart fem- hemisphere, your head hemisphere and your soul hemisphere. And how do you cater and get better at taking care of those hemisphere? And the goal is what we call, I say, I'm saying we, like I'm an honorary member now. The goal now is what they call the 202020. And it is your first hour, the first hour of your day, which in the book suggests you should be up at 5 a.m. will dictate and set your patterns and behaviors for on how to become, you know, just better 
or how to achieve better, whatever better is to you. And so the 2020 is that first hour is 20 minutes of exercise, intense exercise, followed by 20 minutes of self-reflection. I, I, I do meditation, self-reflection meditation. And then the last 20 minutes about adding to your repertoire of learning something new and continuing to grow. And I've been doing that for the past week, I'd say. I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm straight tired. But I have found that Tasha and I both wake up because uh, she goes to work out. I go to work out. Uh, if we don't work out, we, we get on our Peloton at, at, at our place. That first 20 minutes when I do do it, I love it. And then the meditation, the self-reflection, the next 20 minutes actually sets the tone for my day. And so what it does is it allows me to accept whatever comes and sort of be open to the fact that I have a lot of things to be grateful about. And so Tasha and I are consistently reminding ourselves, hey, maybe we don't have everything we want. But when we look at our lives, we have a lot to be grateful for. We are trying to operate out of gratitude. And some of some of us should be doing that. Because I've noticed that sometimes there's this pessimism, there's this always negative energy, and that's not healthy. <laughs> that's not healthy, particularly when you look at your life. And I'm sure that if there are people that you compare yourself to, your life is better than a whole bunch of other people's. And so what Tasha and I have tried to do is let's wake up with gratitude because I'm thankful for the fact that I get to drive from Madison to Milwaukee to be on the radio. Even when I'm tired, I get to see Z and all the other people at the station, even though, you know, those of you who know me know, I really don't like being around a whole bunch of people. I prefer to be at home on my couch, eating some donuts, watching anime. That's the life of me. But I get to do all these things. I get to drive. As small as some of us think that is, you get to do it. You get to wake up in a bed. You get to eat food, whether it's nasty or not. You get to eat. You get to get into disagreements with people who get on your last nerve. But on some level, Hopefully it's making you better if it's if they tend to be somebody reasonable. But you get to do all this stuff. And so instead of us walking around here with pessimism and being pessimistic and always negative. Take time out. Maybe the first, you know, if, if you're not going to do 20 minutes of exercise, take time out when you wake up to just exercise gratitude and I and I can guarantee you your outlook and the things that you attract to you will make you much happier. I say that I say all this because, you know, I there I, I get a lot of business stuff and business people and some young lady who, you know, I know she she asks, well, 
what do you all do? And it wasn't a what do you do for help. It was one of those what do you do because you're not helping me. Right. And the problem is she done burned so many bridges with folks that don't nobody want to help her. And she's one of those people that when you talk, you try to tell her and, and help her. It, it She just doesn't listen. But I exercise even being grateful to be in that position because maybe it's something I'm supposed to learn from that. You know, so what I really want us all to do is really as we end this week. When you wake up, think about all the things that you got to be grateful for. Because it's a lot of people who got it worse than you. And so if you are a person like me who's a firm believer that everything happens for a reason and that God always got your back, always think about your situation and ponder the idea that it could be worse You got some neighbors, you got some family members who got it way worse than you. So let's exercise gratitude game for everything because it could be worse. Thank you for having me again this week for running my mouth these last two days. Z, thank you for holding me down. New kid in the studio. Hope you learned something. Hope I said something that made you go, this dude is smart. (laughs) So other than that, everybody, I'll see y'all when I see you. Have a good weekend.